back to Neil Haley's show here on the Freedom from Addiction segment. Uh, we're simulcasting Freedom from Addiction on Lipson and also the Neil Haley Show on all syndicated channels all over the world. And I'm excited to welcome to the program Reverend Wynn Henderson, MD. Wynn, how are you? And uh, we have a very interesting guest today that's going to tell about a product. So go ahead and introduce her. How are you, Wynn? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Neil. Thanks uh, for the show. Uh, our guest today is Lucinda Cosa, and uh, she's from New Jersey. And she's going to tell us about what she does and how she helps people. So, Lucinda, nice to have you on the program today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, give us a little background on you, your company, and uh, how you got into this business and what you do for people. Sure. Well, um, so back in October of 2018, my father had a series of small strokes and then um basically nobody really knew what was going on because he also was drinking a lot um so everyone just thought that the slurred speech and the sort of disoriented behavior was just drunken behavior which it probably you know was also but he was having strokes and i finally took him to the er and he had suffered extensive brain damage by that point. And I was very young and completely alone. No one else from my family really showed up to sort of uh, do that initial damage control. And so I turned out to be his uh, sole caregiver. And um, I really had no idea what I was doing. I was, you know, isolated and devastated. And um, I really, you know, had no resources or support. And so I sort of decided that I had to create something for other people like me. You know, there's so many other people like me. And I thought, you know, this is crazy that we wouldn't be connected at least connected to each other and 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 able to share you know resources and advice and not feel like we're alone exactly when you talk about not being alone uh lucinda you're like everybody else so can tell us like what your professional background was before this accident with your father and having to become that caregiver because again we all have certain backgrounds but when we have to care for somebody else it's a huge learning curve, a huge learning experience. So tell us about that. Yes. Um, Well, I actually was an actor for about 15 years and I had a film that premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in 2016, a short film. And I was, you know, sort of um, far away from my family and from my dad. So I didn't really know exactly what was going on and I couldn't see the warning signs. Um, And then I I had pivoted to working in tech. So I had a really great job that I loved doing like digital strategy and social media. Um, And I ended up losing that job because when this happened with my dad, I wasn't I couldn't leave him alone. I wasn't going to leave him alone. So I couldn't go to work. And, you know, I didn't know how to advocate for myself, really. So I I um, just sort of accepted that I was going to lose my job. And then this became my whole reality in my whole life. Wow. Yeah. So so you, you started this company. It's called iAlly. Yes, it's called iAlly. Um, really, it's like a present tense sort of verb. Like, I am an ally. I do, you know, I do things to make the world better. I do things to make other people's lives easier and to sort of lighten the burden um, for uh, caregivers and anyone dealing with an illness in their family. How do people get in touch with you? So everyone can sign up. It's free to sign up. Just it's i-ally.com. 
And then from there, you can really decide or customize what you want your journey to be. So the sort of basic version of iAlly is the community and the the peer support. And and um, from there, absolutely, I know everyone who is on there. You can speak with me directly, and you know I'm totally. At this point, you know, I'm totally guiding everyone that comes across my computer. You know, um, that's what I'm doing is really trying to support everyone. Now, now let's talk about the entrepreneur side is we'll take it back because we really want to know the backstory and understand it. So once you came up with this idea, it was a process just like writing a book, just like writing a screenplay, something else that doesn't just come alive overnight right there was a process to it right tell us about that sure well i really have been thinking about it since 2018 when my father got sick and then basically when the pandemic really started to you know affect our daily lives um i think every family caregiver everywhere really became terrified even more than they are normally Um, because you know the person that we're taking care of is vulnerable especially um, you know immunocompromised um, more vulnerable to the coronavirus and so there's the level of anxiety of taking care of someone like that and then you know for a while there was food insecurity we, you know, there were, there was a shortage of toilet paper and bleach in the grocery stores. And so, and also we were all, you know, isolated. So, you know, we were cut off from any normal support system that maybe we were um, used to. So I, that's when I really felt the urgency of, I need to create this right now. So I um, created the community, which um, really was a mutual aid platform at first. So it was like family caregivers across the country, you can, you know, post and ask. So if you need help with anything, like if you need a wellness check performed, (coughs) or if you need, you know, medication delivery or grocery delivery, you could post on this forum and someone could respond with an offer to help. So um, that was the first sort of working piece. Um, And it was, you know, very urgent at that point. And then I thought, well, this is the basis of, of what I wanted to create. So from here, you know, I can really build out all the resources. So I just started to form partnerships with the Financial Gym, which is a a national um, sort of like one-on-one financial trainer program. Um, I partnered with a company called Antidote, which is a digital clinical trials matching service. Um, partnered with, of course, um, mental health providers who are doing telehealth and, you know, speech language pathologists, physical therapists, and basically everyone was open really at that yes. point to sort of partner with each other and um, help each other. So it actually was kind of the perfect time for iAlly to really come together. But when? With your next question. So, um, I was looking at your, um, at your, um, company and when they want to get to you is iAlly.com and it's all lowercase, right? Yes, it's all lowercase. So it's I and then hyphen ally.com. Do you want people to call you or email you in addition to going to the dot com? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. They can, people can email me at it's Lucinda. So all lowercase Lucinda, L U C I N D A 
at i-ally.com. So let's talk about everything that's involved in the website. And then we'll get back to that, finding out more information again. Really want to understand things. So people go to the website and take us through what's the next steps. First, the community and then the other things that they can get from the benefits from this site. Sure. So first there's the community and then um, we have a partnership with a company called Backpack Health, um, which this is actually really incredible. Um, Backpack Health with the the iAlly group on Backpack Health, you can basically create a data portal through which you can immediately automatically get all of the medical paperwork from every doctor, you know, hospital, every facility that you deal with with, with like say with my dad, you know, I have the neurologist, I have the urologist, I have, you know, his primary care and all of his medication. And that's a lot to keep track of. And um, basically through Backpack Health, I have like a, you know, like a motherboard that I am in control of so that I always have the latest paperwork from all of his visits to the doctor and all of his labs and also an emergency card. So um, if, you know, for some reason he's not with me and there's an emergency, this card shows, you know, everything that he's been diagnosed with, you know, what he should be checked for and that, you know, obviously my contact information um, so that's really special because it's putting the caregiver in charge of the medical paperwork, which is something that is notoriously extremely difficult, yes, even is. though it should mm-hmm. be easier. Um, so that's another um, thing that's completely free. Um, so I'm very you know, proud of that. And then sort of as part of the premium um, level of the membership, we basically will do all of the matching services. So we will match you with um, a mental health provider, with legal counsel in your state, um, with the financial trainer from the financial gym. Um, And then I have partnerships with tons of um, innovative, cutting-edge uh, products and services. And basically through that premium membership, which is only $9.99 a month, you get access to all of these you know, options, all of these coaches, life coaches, nutritionists, um, meditation teachers, basically everything that I've put together over the last you know, several months um, is what you would get access to. That's great. Well, that sounds like that sounds like a really, really good thing for people to be able to get all this additional help that you have gone into and set up and everything. I, I know that uh, there are so many parents and grandparents out there that need this from their children that I just. Uh, say thank you so much for starting this business well thank you i appreciate that now thank you so what i like when i checked out the website also is the holistic point of view because there are caregiving other caregiving sites that provide information but you have a holistic point of view with your product explain that yes absolutely um i think because i am an expert by experience. Um, I know how isolating it can be if you don't have, you know, other family members helping you. Um, and, and from others that, you know, everyone basically that I've spoken to, that the isolation factor is really huge. So it's not just providing, you know, legal counsel and someone that they can, you know, 
talk to in their state. And it's not just telling someone you need to get power of attorney or you need to fill out this. It's actually being there for them so that their health and well-being is is not compromised in this process of taking care of someone else because it you know that's the real problem is that you're taking care of someone else and it actually compromises your own mental and physical health and then you know it sort of defeats the purpose it's like well if the caregiver is ill then they can't take care of the person that they were taking care of and then you know we're all kind of you know worse off so the the holistic point of view is is um really taking into account the caregiver as the patient um and really just we are completely focused on the caregiver rather than because like you said, the, there are lots of resources out there for how to take care of someone, but there isn't really anything out there that is just for the caregiver. That's true. And that definitely that's not available in the way that in your holistic point of view, and especially looking at specifically the resources that are available for caregivers. Cause when lots of caregivers end up sometimes dying before their loved one does because of the stress exactly. that they have to go through that. Did you know that? You know, the, yeah. the right of, uh, the right of suicides and caregivers, uh, during the COVID uh, crisis is going up. So you, you see what a problem that we've got there with the, with the caregivers, uh, they are getting to where they aren't wanting to live anymore either. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And that just, I'm so glad you said that because I, so, you know, even though I know these, you know, statistics, it's like, I, I almost have gotten used to them, but I need to hear it again, you know, and it's, it's, it's awful. Cause we, yes. that's, we can prevent that. Yeah, the social isolation, uh, staying at home and everything is driving these statistics up. And you provide something that will help bring them down. I hope so. Yes. So let's go talk about some success stories since you started your company with people who have used your membership service or the free community. Sure. Um the first thing I, I think of is a young woman who was actually a caregiver for her partner. Um, and he was basically trying, she was trying to get to file for um, disability insurance for him. And she was dealing with his doctor who would not release his medical paperwork to her back to that point again and um she had done everything you know i i said you know have you you can report to the administration of the hospital because this doctor was associated with the hospital and she said you know i've done that and it's not nothing has worked and so finally we together filed a complaint with the office of civil rights um as a HIPAA violation and um, basically everything ended up working out and she was able to finally get that paperwork so that she could file for disability insurance for her partner and um, something like that seems you know it, it may seem small to some to everyone else or or even to me but yeah. for her and her partner that is an absolute you know, life changer. And it's sort of like, I, I like to think of, you know, it's sort of like a life hack or something like a, it, it's like a tip that 
if someone told you, you know, you can file a complaint with the Office of Civil Rights, you might, that might feel too overwhelming and too sort of like lofty. But when someone is with you and you're not alone and you're not, you're not isolated, then it's actually doable and then you just do it. Um, so that is something I'm really, really proud of for sure. Well, Lucinda, I, I think that people who don't know how to do things, who have never done something before like that, that they would be very well off uh, to hire your premium service at uh, $9.99 a month because you just, uh, like you said, it's getting to do something that you don't know how to do and you feel overwhelmed, but if you have a mentor if you have somebody in your corner that has done it before who can show you how to do it it's worth everything your thoughts when you know so you kind of mentioned i'm gonna go right back real quick follow-up lucinda so this is not just for caregiving involving adults this could be also caregiving with children as well that are going through problems or is it mostly dealing with the caregiving with older adults it's absolutely also for um people who have special needs children oh, that's fantastic yes yes absolutely i mean that's something i wasn't even focusing on at first um because i was totally in my own world of like millennials who were taking care of their parents and then i realized well there even if i'm thinking about millennials Still, millennials are, are, you know, they also have children and, and many of them have children and parents that they're taking care of. So those are the people that really need support. Um, and actually, I found them really, um, I wasn't, I wasn't even really thinking about um, yeah. parents of special needs children, but they are so motivated this is a generalization, but they are very motivated to um, get support. Yeah, they for need themselves. it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic, they need it so badly. So that's an uh, important thing to know that the I ally is not just for the caregiver struggling with an older adult, but also the caregiver of a special needs ch child or adult, anyone that's dealing with any issues uh, that take on a lot more of a tremendous role. These parents that have had to deal with kids being at home schooled for so long, especially when they have special needs, autism, ADHD, something real, or even, even a difficulty where it's a physical uh, ailment. This is such a unbelievable resource. Don't you agree one? Oh, absolutely. Neil. And uh, it's uh, really delightful to talk with Lucinda and let her tell us about her her purpose in life, her mission now. And um, we, we applaud you for that, Lucinda, and hope that you get more and more people to help every day. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means so much. So best place to find information is go to the website, and you have social media there as well, right? Let, yes. let our listeners know one more time where we can find info. So it's it's um, just i-ally.com. So that's i-ally.com. And then on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, it's iallyinc. So that's just I-N-C um, tacked on at the end there. And then you can always email me at lucinda at i-ally.com. Well, you're doing tremendous work. It's fantastic to have you on the program and hopefully do some more segments regarding caregiving, especially when you talk about my connections involving uh, children with autism and different organizations in my education background where I first started in radio. I really think that this is fantastic that you're not you're opening it up to the that that there's so many uh, families that need this support service, especially with special needs kids.
And uh, it's a very, very challenging thing. So that's an important thing, not just the adults, because caregiving, burning out, taking care of your loved ones that are mom or dad when they're getting old is so important as well, but both. So for sure. And when we can check out you at RevWinHendersonMD.com, correct? Yeah, Neil, but uh, in order to hear this, uh, my podcast, uh, go to www.freedomfromaddiction.libson.com. Spell Libson, L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N, no spaces, no capitals, and you'll go right to Lucinda's program. And then uh, if we've added additional programs uh, since the time, then you will scroll back to be able to hear this again. All right, fantastic. And last thing, do you want to tell caregivers that are struggling? What hope should they have? Go ahead and give us like a 30-second hope uh, message. Well, you're not alone. You're not alone. It's actually staggering how many people are in the same situation and feel alone and, and struggle every day. I think we feel guilt as caregivers. We feel guilty for feeling stressed out or feeling like, wow, I wish that this were easier. But everyone feels that way. And there's a, a great relief. There's a great sense of relief in just fellowship of other people that are in this very human, very common situation. Well, thanks for stopping by and I appreciate coming on the show. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. All right. Take care. All right. That was the freedom from addiction. Neil Haley show simulcast. Appreciate everyone checking us out and we will talk very soon. And remember, any information you want on Lucinda, you can check it out. It, uh, it all will have links on the show notes. And also, it'll be available all over the place through social media and everything. So I appreciate you coming by. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security video since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K through 12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit lensec.com. And now back to the show. We're back to the Neil Haley show here. And, you know, I have watched this woman first when her book came out and the success, then her social media influence on Instagram, and she continues to dream. And that's a perfect theme. So I'm excited to welcome the program. Ashikwa Lacey, how are you? And you have a big announcement and I'm excited to have you back on the show and congrats again on the book. And then also how much you're bringing awareness to Jacoby, especially on your Instagram account. Thank you so much. I am super duper duper excited as well. Um, on October 1st, I will be officially launching my publishing company called Inspiring Dreams Publishing. Yeah, fantastic. That's that's tremendous news. And what made you kind of want to go in that that that? that step again we all know your background again we've went through this on another interview so this is kind of you know piggybacking on specifically enough but i guess tell that story the story that 
that we didn't talk about when we just talked about Jacoby and me the last time, how you came up with the name inspiring dreams. So inspiring dreams. I wanted to first, of course, have something that people could relate to. And I feel like everything that I've gone through with Jacoby um, and the things that I continue to do can be inspiring to someone else. So I came up with dreams because, Um, Well, as you know, I don't spell dreams the traditional way with a D. I spell it with a J. And the whole reason behind me doing that with a J is, again, because of my youngest son, Jacoby. He is literally everything that I could have dreamed of because he's everything that the doctor said that he wouldn't be. And if you heard the story before previously about the book, he is a child with special needs, and he um, he wasn't always given the opportunity to say that he would make it, they kind of said that he wouldn't make it. And if he did, it would be very difficult for him, but he's almost two and he's, he's truly doing amazing. And that's tremendous because again, that you continue to always be amazed by him. Isn't that correct? Yes. I mean, every, every chance is it's always something about that little baby that just makes me smile. And that's, that's tremendous. And so first inspiring dreams came out as just a thought process of just what you wanted to accomplish after how Jacoby changed your life. Is that correct? Yes. And also with inspiring dreams, I just, once I self-published and went through that process, I just wanted to figure out what way could I be able to assist somebody else with doing the same thing. I'm praying that with Inspiring Dreams, even if it's those people who have the ideas, that's why I also offer coaching slash accountability um, partners because with that, we will be able to kind of get that story off of your desktop or in that notebook into a book that other people can read. And the other part we're going to teach them is once they do end up launching their book, not just how they're able to do it, by doing a book signing or a virtual book signing that we're talking about, but hopefully we get back to physical book signings again is how that you basically promote it online, how you conduct yourself on a radio or television interview, how you get mentioned in the press, how you become an influence work with influencers on social media. So many different components that inspiring dreams will bring together for that potential. And at the end of the day, this is the part I think you love the most they own the book, right? That they makes own you, the book. hundred percent of the royalties is theirs. Yes. And that's the key thing that becomes frustrating. And you'll teach them, hey, you can have it on Amazon, but how you are able to also distribute your book yourself, sell it online on your own website, and make money and make all the profits except shipping, in which they'll pay for shipping. And you'll teach them step-by-step ways to cut a lot of the time off when you become the distributor of the book, right? Correct. Because it can be, some people don't think you can make money selling a book, but you can. But ultimately at the end of the day, this is something that's going to leave a legacy for you with a book written. You they'll never take that away from you. Ashikwa, will they, that you've written a book? No, (laughs) nope. And it's it's like, honestly, when you put self-published in front of it, it's just, it sounds even better because you know the work that you have to put in in order to make this book happen. All right. So this is the other nice thing. I am excited for you in doing this because I think this is the smartest thing in the world. There's, there are so many people suffering from the pandemic right now that are creative people that want to make a difference. Don't want to be just sitting at home, either find looking for a job or doing something they don't like. So you're offering this huge workshop that same week, the week after the launch, what date is that for creators? And yes. tell me what kind of creators so, they are. Yeah. I am on October 6th, uh, which is a Friday at 6 p.m. I am doing an open house where I'm basically going to be reaching out and calling all type of creators, content creators, writers, editors, graphic designers, web designers, um, to give them opportunities to be able to create um, and create for the, the clients that we'll have 
and um, get your work out there also to be a part of an amazing team. See, I think that's a fabulous opportunity. I mean, and uh, when you're talking about creators, you're talking about writers, you're talking about graphic designers. What other types of creators? Yeah, graphic designers, illustrators, um, editors. I mean, literally across the board, creators. Anybody who can make something look and feel that authenticity is what um, is what we are looking for. Being able to create a website, even videographers at this point, because a lot of people, visuals are something that capture people. Yes. So if I'm able to have someone create a visual for someone about their book, that, that's, that's, a, that, that's amazing. And a lot of people will just kind of gravitate to that just off the visual alone. Well, that's an amazing thing. O October 6th, everyone needs to check that out. The link will be in the press release, but also will be available on in the radio interviews. We'll have the link to, to go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, fantastic. And, and you could contact you as well. So the best place people can find information on you, because I can't believe you're saying the October 1st date, best place people can connect with you. Where can they go? So on all social media platforms, it is Inspiring Dreams with a J. Um, so that's Twitter, Facebook, as well as Instagram. And then if you would like to email or have questions, you can email us at inspiringdreamspublishing at gmail.com. And then the website is inspiringdreams.com. Awesome. I tell you, that's a fantastic uh, opportunity. People need to jump on it and excited about the launch of Inspiring Dreams and to make other people's dreams come true. So thanks again for stopping by, Ashikwa. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right, take care. All right. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. We are here with Peter Candravi, who's the owner of ServePro of Southern Butler, Pennsylvania. I see that your company is right in the middle of Butler. Wow, your offices are in a great location. What are some of the things that you're doing in these difficult times to serve the community? Yeah, thanks for that great open, Neil. Uh, yes, we are located in a great spot. We can service areas such as Cranberry and Mars in five to 10 minutes. And we're probably 10 to 15 minutes from anywhere else in Butler. Uh, for jobs that happen downtown, we've, we can be downtown in 20, 25 minutes. And of course, we travel. You know, If there's work that's needed to be done, we'll definitely travel to do it. Obviously, many of the calls that we're getting are related to disinfecting local schools and businesses and offices. We're doing a lot of restaurants that are starting to open up quickly as well. And other even convenience stores where you have people coming in, foot traffic, in and out of places frequently. Our work has really run the gamut, and we've helped a variety of businesses. You know, everyone is affected by this. You've mentioned that ServPro is considered an essential business. What can you tell our listeners about the things that make you essential? Sure, of course. There are a few reasons that we are considered an essential business. The first is that we're usually on the front lines to help respond to fires and floods. We've done this for years. What that means is that we're there to help homeowners and business owners secure their property. And depending on the severity, we get to work right away to start making these properties habitable and workable again. What makes the cleaning part of your business different? Like I mentioned, with the cleaning and disinfecting work that we're doing in businesses and schools, we're out there taking care of people's property to make them safe for entry and for work. And that's a service that's definitely needed when there's fires and floods and other you know disasters. And in the case of the COVID, uh, we're, we're on the front lines taking care of that just as well. What differentiates you from your competitors? Good question. The first thing you need to remember is that we didn't wake up and say, hey, let's clean up after COVID. The cleaning and disinfecting that we're doing for COVID cases, potential cases, or even people who want their facilities professionally cleaned, this is something that we've been doing for years. 
Surfpro started out as a cleaning company, so difficult cleaning situations is in our genetics. Second, with all that experience comes the right tools and the right products. We pick our tools from a product line of manufacturers that specifically build equipment for Surfpro, and they've, they've done so for many years. Our sprayers and cleaning equipment, all of our air filtration and HEPA equipment, all of these pieces are, are, are very well versed uh, as far as what our what our technicians use, uh, we use the right tools, the right application to get the right result. Lastly, the chemicals that we use are proprietary to ServPro, and they're hands down the best in the industry to clean and disinfect with. Don't let a competitor walk into your your business and tell you that hey, I buy my products from a chain store or, God forbid, they're mixing up uh, bleach or bleach products to clean with. Our products are not only the best, they're the safest as well. Your certified technicians at ServPro Southern Butler are highly trained. Explain. That's another great question, Neil. First and foremost, I think there's a level of training, expertise, and that comes with being a ServPro that a majority of other companies out there just don't have. As an organization, we need to abide by industry standards as well as standards that ServPro Corporate has outlined for us that are even more rigorous than industry standards. When a customer is dealing with an insurance adjuster after a significant event like a fire or a flood, they're relying on our team as a partner to get their home and family back on their feet. So what? how does that differentiate? I, I think... We, as a, as a franchise, we're able to see the bigger picture of all of our product projects. When one contractor may walk into a home and think, hey, this is a great job for me and a couple weeks worth of work, I'm going to make a lot of money. What, what I see in that project might be a homeowner, his wife and young children trying to live in a home that, that had significant water damage. And, and I let them know that I'm on their side and we are on their side to find the ways to make their lives bearable during this difficult time. Uh, when we put our customers first, they begin to trust us and they know that we have their best interests at heart. If you do that for every customer, the amount of work and repeat business and referrals that we get, uh, you know, it starts to pay off. So I think the way that we differentiate from our customers is our training, expertise, and experience. And then when we're engaged to do a project for a family or a business, you know, we're treating that like it's our own. Where can people find more information about ServPro Southern Butler and also contact you? Of course, yeah, there, there's a few ways to reach us, but the fastest is always to call our main office. The number is 724-473-0745. That, ring, that phone rings 24 hours a day. Uh, it's answered every time unless we're on both lines. We can also be found online at servprosouthernbutlercounty.com or go on to Google and type in Servpro Southern Butler County. Uh, there's a myriad of ways to find us, and we look forward to helping everybody out that we can. Thanks again for being a guest on the show. Really enjoyed it and uh, learned a lot from you today. Yeah, thanks very much, Neil. I enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for having me on, and thanks for uh, you know helping to promote us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Take care. Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. We're back to the Neil Haley Show, and you know what? My guest, we used to co-host together. First in the days of uh, my co-host co back in the days of the Devereux Committee. Then I had him come on for, I forget how many segments, my second year in radio. 
Uh, you did a bunch of different segments. We joked around different things, 11 o'clock at night, talked about certain sports and different predictions, not knowing we would be in a global pandemic. Stefan Devereaux or Aaron Lester, whatever you want to do. Now you're lighting You can call me Aaron Lester tonight. You can call me Aaron Lester tonight. I'm back. This is business, straight business, baby. I'm back with the man, the myth, the legend, Neil Haley himself. Oh, that's right. And see, and I learned all of the media from you and I don't need cue cards or to think about things in two seconds, but we have a shoot interview. And I've been told this has to be a shoot with the founder of PWX, Jim Miller. And we're taking it not from the time everyone's watched all the shoot Jim Miller interviews. We're going to what the hell happened to Jim Miller. Jim, thanks for stopping by the Neil Haley show. And uh, I mean, Jim, we want to go to what the heck happened before the pandemic and kind of tell the history of where, what happened with this whole, whole stop running wrestling shows. So Jim, thanks for stopping by. Hello, Jim. I'm here. I'll answer the questions as I get them. Okay, that was his great We stopped running wrestling shows. That's, there's your shoot. We stopped running wrestling shows when the virus started. Before that, Jim, how everything kind of imploded. Stefan can ask those different things. We're going right to the core of this whole thing of what the heck happened. We've heard so many stories on social media. You know, uh, the virus and things stopped, but there was a point in time you were running wrestling shows and then things happened at your facility. Can you kind of, you want, that's what, that's what Stefan told me to ask these questions. This is why we're here. Only the tough ones, Neil. I'll answer anything you want. Okay. And then Stefan gets the next question. So when was the last show you ran when you were, you ran it with uh, Quinn Magnum? How long ago was that? December. That was December. It seems like 16 years ago, right, Stefan? But it does. No, it really does. does. It really does. It was December of 2019 then. When we're right. all excited about 2020, we were all putting our, our, uh, you know, our, our vision boards together for 2020, and this is where we're at in 2020. Not able to see each other, having to do a Zoom interview. Uh, and I like it. <laughs> okay, Jim. So December. What happened in December? There were certain things leading up in November, December. So before the pandemic, you said stop, but there was some issues that occurred. You want to clear the air, and that's why you're on the show. I've heard so many different rumors, but there was something that started, um, I think it was like two years ago, maybe a year and a half. I can't tell because I've been locked up in this building. Um, Boomer Payne called me and was telling me some things. was going on in the background. So I, I listened and uh, I let it, I absorbed it. And I just watched and uh, told, you know, I watched what was happening. So ultimately, a lot of things on my personal life were going on at that time. Um, so it was kind of trying in a lot of different ways. I was also trying to get the women started. Uh, we had no women in this area as far as a complete women's uh, wrestling organization. So I was starting to, to do that. And it was actually going along really well. I had sponsors. Um, I had people that were interested. And it was building. But it was a whole different clientele than dealing, dealing with the guys than dealing with the girls. Uh, as normal, you know, it's like when you get married, you know, completely different world once you put that ring on the finger. Uh, but I've met some really fantastic girls that I'd like to have back, and I've run into some really pain in the ass, um, just like the guys, pain in the ass, backstabbers, you name it, it was happening. Uh, Fight Society was a, a vehicle to try to take me down when it started. Uh, I knew that, and there was really nothing I could do because it was a family matter. So I just 
kept going. I didn't know how it would end. Uh, I didn't know if it ended with uh, being dealt with right or it would be a vindictive move. And I guess that's where it ends. It was a vindictive move. And you go through all the years. We went through over 700 people coming through PWFs. Yeah. Working. Wow, that's amazing. Training. Okay. This is our history. So when you take people that want to shit on our history to better themselves instead of better the company that made them get where they're at, I don't have respect for them. Okay? You can take that the wrong way, whatever you want. I'm fighting for the history of PWS. Okay? So when I don't agree with somebody, it's because there could be a possibility of the respect isn't there. Now, a lot of times they want to bring down PWX. Oh, it's been around too long. You tell me you're bringing down PWX. <laughs> you just threw dirt on all these poor people that cast on and build us. Brian, yeah. Paul Atlas, uh, Brian's, I mean, Paul's wife, all these people were down there. They literally painted the walls. They, they worked in the back room. They did all this work because I told them from the beginning I wanted nothing to do with the wrestling. I had enough props. Okay, I was in the double lawsuit. I didn't have time for it. All these games and everything you see now, I wanted nothing to do with. So, but see the game. But see the difference is back from back then to now. And I remember breaking into what ninety six, ninety seven. A lot of these games that these wrestlers, the, the talent, they weren't playing these games back then. I mean, I don't remember. I you know I remember a lot more loyalty back then. Um, Compared to now, it just seems like everybody is out for themselves more. And I understand that, you know, they're independent contractors, but you can be out for yourself without destroying the place you came from, you know, and that's the problem I got with it. That's part of respect. So when you were talking that history, I know you've talked about it before, but this is your network, meaning we're going to put this on your network. We'll put this out in syndication. We'll take different parts of this and who knows how long this interview will be. But if, if Aaron hired me, tells me, Neil, you got to go ask the hard questions. I will, because I don't ask them sometimes. And when I decide to ask them and not ask them, it just all depends on specific things. We are in a very tough time right now. So I'm going to go to the right thing. You talk about they just destroyed you, tore down everything, and started another organization. They tore down and tried to destroy your building, left, tried to start their own thing. Right. I don't think. Okay. The point is they weren't done attacking you. So yeah. I want you to address other things as well, because when this airs, this airs, I'll be getting attacked. Stefan will be getting attacked. <laughs> and then, attacked. Well, how dare us? Because everyone was supposed to walk away from Jim Miller. Everyone was saying he's a cancer. You should get away from him. He is Donald Trump. I'm just saying, and that's for people that hate Donald Trump. No, I am a journalist. I am everybody. Whoever pays me, I will work for, You're and an that's idiot. the bottom line. So I go back to Michael Jordan, what Michael Jordan said. He says, Republicans buy tennis shoes too. I don't, I'll, whoever wants to pay me, pay me, and I will do it, and I'll work for them. And so that's the bottom line in all this. It's about well, see, a now I'll give you credit, though, this time, because I will say this, though, Neil, because you had that opportunity, and we don't have to get into that I right never, now, I never that left that, that to go work for someone else. Yeah. Okay. And, but... But you didn't fulfill, I guess you didn't fulfill certain things that they wanted and things didn't work out. But it's not but that was, the, that was your choice, though. You can that was your choice. 25 different interviews for me on that. And this is about Jim Miller, and I'm trying to ask the hard questions. What about the attacks? You're a racist. Yeah, we went back a bigot, to all over again. You're, you're a Me Too movement. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a Me Too movement. Everyone should stay away from Jim Miller. He is, he is a cancer and that you should stay away. You remind me of Shelby Adcock right now in this office. we got to get you a better office for sure. I just had to bring that up. Shelby Adcock, I'm sure, is dead. He ran out Central City, Kentucky, and <laughs> samples were worked towns there. Well, Your me, office me, reminds me of Shelby Adcock's office. The three, the three big ones that come up, let, let me explain yeah, please tell people how you're – please, can you can, – You're a racist, a, a bigot. Yeah, please well, tell people how you're a racist, and it was on the board that I was a racist. 
what nobody knows is somebody took a piece of a conversation, it was a personal conversation, uh, Bill and Dean Francis, whatever his name is, <laughs> it was a personal conversation. We were kidding with each other. And he took that part of a conversation and put it into this clan meeting. Yeah. So they could come after me. Okay. They were using that after me. And what they did is they took a post from another promoter and this uh, little beast or whatever the hell they call her added mine to it to make it look like I was part of the whole picture. I wasn't. Okay. Uh, if I'm a racist, I'm in a bad position. I've managed the midget football team for 25 years, and 70 to 80% of those kids were black. Okay, and I managed it. I got them from shutting the door completely to back on the road and get get going again. I live in McKeesport. I wouldn't be alive if I was a racist in McKeesport. Yes, it's seven o'clock. You got to run. <laughs> I'm running. I exactly. got a lot of friends here. I got, I got a lot of people that know me. Uh, hell, I got Aaron on here that's working with us now. I mean, that's the biggest con that they got out there. I think that's what made me. That's what made me mad. The, like the most mad was, you know, okay, I don't care what people say about the sexual harassment stuff or the females because the way I see it is, you know, your wife has worked in that building, has been at every show. Your daughter. Okay, he froze. If someone had a problem female-wise, they could have went to either one of those women and something could have been handled, but they did. All right, let That's me, number let me one. Answer, let me answer that. Okay. Yes, the, one, the, the locker room is always handled we by... Need, we, need to, we need to rip off all the Jim Miller t-shirts, all the Jim Miller merchandise, any pictures, because, you know, like they how they destroy these other men that have done such horrible things in professional wrestling that they should yeah. be just destroyed. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let him explain that. But let me go back. Locker rooms are run by the person in charge, right? Mm -hmm. Neil, you, you run in the Whoever's in charge runs it. Not me. I'm in the office. Okay, and what's the first thing? Let me ask a question. When you go into a ring, what's the first thing you do? You run around the wing, ring, and what are you looking for? The referee. Oh, you dumbass. You're looking for problems with the ring. If there's holes in the rings, if there's, you know, Places where you can have a problem. Yes. You're a vet, I, you say. Okay. Yes. I didn't work it off the rings like that, Jim. Then <laughs> <laughs> whoever's running that locker room is in charge of the locker room. Yes. They're supposed to check that locker room, take care of things that go in the locker room, and it's their responsibility. So the one thing that came up, oh, he had a camera in the locker. We had a camera that was dead. Okay. The camera wasn't plugged in. It wasn't hooked up. It was nothing. Okay? Now, I took that from the lady that was in charge of the locker room, and she came to my office, and she had said to me, Jim, can you check the film? Somebody got in my purse and stole money. Okay? And that was Nicole. I said, Nicole, I don't have, a cam I don't have anything that's running in there that I can look at. I took her back and I showed her. I said, here's the camera. I said, do you see a plug that's close to being here that this could be plugged into? She said, no, it's not hooked up at all. I said, so there, you can tell there is nothing going on with this. I said, we forgot to pull it down. We'll pull it down. I said, but I want you to know there's nothing going on. I said, no. Did you really get ripped off of money or are you trying to test me? She said, no, I got ripped off of money in her, out of her purse. And uh, she told me who she thought it was. And like I told her, there's nothing you can do unless you see it. So that went by. All of a sudden, this third party, this uh, honey badger, is telling everybody that I have cameras in the locker room. Now, she hasn't been on one of my shows for over two years, three years. So somebody's blowing in her upper ass. You know, yeah, of course. Uh, somebody had to tell her. Later on, I found out when this little coup was coming together, my understanding is the person in charge of the locker room is the one that told her. So thank you, guys. <laughs> and part two.
will be soon. Right, You're watching the Neil Haley Show and listening to the Neil Haley Show, not the Jim Miller Show, and take care, guys. Yeah, please.